Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello, hot stuff, and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. Uh, oh my god, I had a moment there where I couldn't remember where the ah went. I'm like, is it back or is it podcast? <laughs> anyway, the main thing that matters is that you are here now. In this week's episode, I am bringing to you my best investments of 2023. And my predictions for what I'm going to be investing into in 2024 as well. It's my intention that you use my investments as guidance and advice and inspiration of some of the things that you can invest into yourself. But of course, some things that work for me aren't necessarily going to be things that work for you and vice versa. What I love about this episode is for the past two years now, I've been recording this episode. So I've got best investments last year and then the year before, duh, that's what two years means. So if you are interested to learn the things I was investing my money into in those years and how it's changed, I'll include the links to those episodes in the show notes. I feel like, you know that Billie Eilish and fuck, I think it's like Vogue or something. And every year she like looks back on the interview and they do the exact same interview with her and they've done it over three to five years. I can't remember the exact number. That's what I feel like when I do these episodes. So I've grabbed my cup of tea, I've written a list down and I'm so excited to share with you these things because they have, I didn't think they would change that much from last year, but they've actually changed dramatically. And I'm going to tell you why. But before we do that, let's get into some life updates. Wow, I had a real test. I don't want to say test. That's not even the right word. I had a real opportunity to connect with my intuition on a deeper level last week. And I essentially was supposed to be going to a festival with my friends. I was a bit unsure. I'd been on and off for the couple of weeks leading up to it. But ultimately, I decided, yep, you know what? I'm going to go. It's going to be a while since I have this group of friends together in this situation. In fact, maybe never uh, again. So I'm going to go to this festival. I finally decided to pull the plug and I bought my ticket the day before. (laughs) And in the lead up to that, we had a group chat. We'd been organizing some things. We'd organized a private bus to pick us up, drive us to the festival, pick us up on the way back, drop us back. Everything was great. Then the day before, and I'm still having some of these mixed feelings, but I'm trying to just push it to the side because I'm like, oh, I have been having some anxious feelings at the moment anyway, so maybe it's just to do with that. And then the day before, we're all supposed to be leaving. Our driver, his bus breaks down or something happens to the bus, so he's not going to be able to take us anymore. And I spend half the day trying to reorganize how we're all going to get there. Typically, with especially with Australian festivals, It really is best to drive because they're so vast and you need to take so much stuff with you, which is very different from the UK festivals where I remember literally going with one singular bag and a tent and getting the bus and that being fine. With festivals in Australia, I find that you do need to have a car so that you can have your whole setup. or alternatively, like I did last year, just do glamping so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So for our driver to bail the day before was very stressful and trying to organize what to do instead. 
I was just weighing super heavily on my mind, but I'd already bought the ticket that morning, so I'm like, I'm going. I'd pack my bag. I'd basically fully pack my bag. I just needed to pack a rucksack, so I'd pack my little suitcase. On that evening, my friend came round to lend me an airbed and a camping chair. These were the only two things I didn't have. It came to lend me those things. And I was talking to them. I'm like, I'm feeling quite anxious about this situation. And I was talking to some of my other friends. I'm like, I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit off, but I'm not sure. But, and they were kind of saying, you know, this is just anxious feelings. Just push through. You're probably just stressed about the whole travel thing, which I was. And so my friend leaves at like midnight. I'm going to bed fully with the intention that I'm going to this festival tomorrow. We're leaving at 7.30 a.m. We've got a taxi to take us. And I wake up at 6 a.m., ready to leave for 7.30 a.m. I have some final packing things that I need to do because I didn't do it the night before. I've ordered, I literally had to stay home. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> I had to stay home all afternoon the day before to wait for my tequila delivery because I'm very, I will only drink good tequila. That's all I'm going to drink. If I'm going to be drinking for a weekend, I'm only going to be drinking good tequila. And I had to stay home, wait for it to arrive. <laughs> So I've got everything ordered, everything good to go. And I wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm like, I don't know if this is right. I just don't know if this is right. And I, before I was struggling to decipher between the stress of everything coming together and the excitement of going to the festival, because I love, I love festivals I've been to maybe 20 now all around the world. Ever since I went to my first one, Glastonbury, when I was 14, I, I went to one every single year, hooked. So for me not to be feeling excited about going to this festival, alarm bells are ringing. And I wake up, I'm thinking about what to do. I just feel my flatmate's giving me some extra things to help me organize all my stuff because I'm worried about how I'm going to carry everything. I just feel this like tightness in my stomach and then I speak to my sister. I'm like, I'm just really not sure about this. And my sister was like, don't go. You don't need to go. Don't worry about the FOMO. Don't worry about the guilt. Your friends, you know, they're going to be guided for about 30 minutes. And then because they're all excited, they're going to have a good time without you anyway. So don't worry about letting people down. And also because we had then decided to get a taxi instead of our initial bus, that meant that my $150 towards travel or whatever would not be contributed. So I think that was on my mind as well. And it was really an illuminating experience for me because I noticed what I was kind of defaulting to was what is the right decision to make here? What if I regret this? What is... What if I, I should have gone or I look and I see all their photos and I'm like, I should be there with you. And I wasn't asking myself, what feels aligned for me right now? Because if I'd have asked myself, what feels aligned for me right now, freaking days ago, I would have been like, yeah, something about this is just not feeling super aligned. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't feel right. And I don't need to know why that is. I just need to follow that feeling of this is not aligned for me right now. Even before, like... <laughs> I, I kind of pushed those feelings down and then when that driver bailed I was like I just set everything into motion it was like I already knew that something stressful was going to happen that was going to irritate me so I really encourage you to, when making decisions about anything in your life not to be thinking what's the right decision what's the wrong decision because there isn't a right or wrong decision right I could have easily gone and once I got there once I got over the stress of 
being up at 6am and making it to my friend's house to get picked up and picking, putting up the tent, finding the perfect spot. Once I got over all of that, of course, I would have had a good time. I might have even had a great time. But something inside of me was telling me not to go. And I had to listen to that something inside of me. And I actually ended up having a really nice, really nice chilled weekend here that was probably better than the time that I would have had at the festival. And then when my friends came back and I asked about it, it wasn't, she didn't have an amazing time. She had a good time, but she didn't have an amazing time. So that made me feel so justified in my decision. So moral of the story is really listen to that intuitive feeling not the intuitive voice, but those intuitive feelings, because I was feeling that tightness in my body. I was feeling that constriction. I was not feeling expansive. I was not feeling like my best self during any of the decision-making process, between packing my bag, between organizing transport. I was not feeling my best self in any of that. So it's just something to be mindful of. And also it's never too late to change your mind, right? An hour before I'm supposed to be going, all my friends think I'm going at this point. They're probably not even awake at 6am when I decide I'm not going. And, and it was just right. It was just the right thing to do. And it was so much the right thing to do that I was like, even if I lose all the money that I have spent on the ticket, I'm still not going to go anyway, because this is just what I need to be doing right now. That said, I've listed my ticket and it sold within one minute. So Although I was willing not to make any money on it, I'm glad that I did make my money back. I'm glad that I did make my money back and I can invest that into other things and do something else to catch up with my friends at a different point. So let's get into this week's episode all on the best investments. As I said, this is an episode I do every single year where I reflect on all the purchases I have made over the year and share with you what I think, in my opinion, was worth it. So the number one thing that I want to talk to you about, in fact, I'll break these up into three separate things, but these are all under the umbrella of fitness. And at the point where I was at, at the end of 2022, I had just come back from Europe. I say I'd just come back, but I got back in like September, the end of September, October, and I was really struggling to get back into a consistent routine with my gym, where previously I'd been going to the gym three times a week. And I was really struggling to get consistent with it. I wasn't enjoying it. I was finding it very boring. I was just not tapped in. And so at the beginning of 2023, I realized I wanted to get back into my yoga practice. And I signed up with, initially actually it was with ClassPass. I just signed up with ClassPass to find a new studio. And what is interesting is I'd been thinking, oh, I really need to restart my yoga practice. And then I had an email come through from ClassPass. I was like, 30 days free of ClassPass. I'm like, boom, this is what I need. I just randomly stumbled across this studio and it was perfect. More than it being perfect, it was light filled. I love the practice. I love the teacher. And on her playlist in that first class, played a song from Interstellar, which is my favorite movie of all time. And I'm like, yep, this is it. Um, You've got me. You got me, guys. And then after that one class, I bought an unlimited pass for two weeks, which is you can go to as many classes as you want in two weeks for, I think it was something like $50. Amazing. After that two weeks, I'm like, yeah, I want to stay here. And they had an offer on at that time where you could buy an annual membership. And I want to say... I think it was about $1,100 for unlimited annual membership. So you could go to as many classes as you wanted. I don't know why I keep feeling the need to explain unlimited where it's pretty obvious what it means. (laughs) But you pay 
basically get a pass that allows you to go to all the classes. And it's interesting because when I shared this with my friends, I'm like, wow, I got this amazing deal. I got this unlimited yoga pass. And they're like, how much was it? I'm like, a thousand dollars. And they're like, <laughs> to them, that was really expensive. But to me, I was like, this is amazing value. I'm paying less than a hundred dollars a month for as many classes as I want to go to. And at the beginning of the year, I was going to almost five classes a week. So it was more than worth it to me. It was such an amazing deal. And more than it being a good cost, it motivated me to go to the gym. Sorry, not the gym. It motivated me to go to yoga because I'm like, well, I want to get my money's worth. I want to get the most out of it as well as actually enjoying and connecting deeper with my practice. So that was just such an incredible investment for me because because it was something that I wanted to reconnect with and it just came about in the most beautiful way. Hey gorgeous, it's me interrupting me to let you know about my end of 2023 sale. All year I've been supporting my clients and students to manifest their most extraordinary lives by leaving their limiting beliefs in the dust and fully coming home to themselves in the process. And now it's your turn. Which is why until the 31st of December, annual and six months memberships to the Becoming Her Collective, my membership program, are currently on offer for 20% off. This means that you'll get access to a library of six months of content, as well as all the content moving forward for whichever membership you decide. Each month, we dive into a specific topic geared not only to helping you manifest your next level reality, but to rewiring, recoding the limiting identities that have been holding you back. It is such a powerful place for growth and transformation, and my students inside have received the most incredible results, and more importantly, have been so consistent with the action, the practices, and showing up for themselves time and time again. If there was one recommendation, and as you'll hear throughout the episode, if there was one thing that changed my life throughout this year is this commitment to consistently showing up no matter what my energy doing no matter what my motivation was doing but because I made a promise to myself what promise will you make to yourself about the energy that you want to show up to 2024 with because the way you end the year is the way that you'll start the year so if you know that 2024 is your year for more and you want to consistently implement the energetic shifts that are going to make a deep impact in your life, then I invite you to join us to continue the work inside the Becoming Her Collective, the membership program designed to support you as you recalibrate to your next level reality and learn to free yourself from the limiting identities and challenges that have been keeping you overwhelmed and stuck. You can access the membership and grab your 20% off discount by heading to the link in the show notes. And I can't wait to see you inside. Then, building on that, what I realized from restarting my yoga practice was the reason that I'd been struggling at the gym was because it just wasn't really an engaging way for me to work out anymore. So then I also took up pole dancing. Pole dancing, again, similar thing where I tried an intro offer and then I was like, yeah, I'm actually quite shit at this. (laughs) But I want to get better. I want to dedicate myself to being better at this. And then I signed up to just an ongoing membership kind of situation with pole really loved exploring pole dancing at the beginning of the year it's not something that I do anymore just because the times every semester they change the times of the classes and because I leveled up from beginner to interprep intermediate prep 
my class times are now different and there's also fewer classes for interprep people. So the class times really don't work for me with the other stuff that I have going on. So I had to I had to drop Paul, which is unfortunate, but I hope that when the class times shift, it's something that I'll be able to attend again because I really only want to go to that studio. I've tried another studio and I just didn't like it as much as that one and I prefer to work on static poles. And finally, in my health and fitness investments, I invested in a private members, private members only wellness club. Now you ask, Fia, what is a private members only wellness club? Well, I asked myself the very same thing, but obviously Facebook ads know exactly what I like because it popped up on my feed, I want to say around March, and I never, never, ever, 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 ever use Facebook it's very rare for me to be on there but one day I tapped onto there and I saw this ad for this private members only Wells club and it just sounded intriguing it sounded like a really interesting space so I went along to a little presentation at this point it was still being built so it didn't actually exist yet so I was being sold an idea but the idea that I was being sold I was absolutely in love with because it was a gym it had fitness classes it had a recovery center it had treatment so red light therapy laser not laser red red light therapy infrared sauna that's what i'm trying to say lymphatic drainage oxygen therapy all of these high tech treatments that i wouldn't otherwise access as well as hot what do you call it plunge pools cold pools things like that so i love that it had all the things i like even yoga in one place although i wasn't going to give up my faithful yoga studio but i like knowing that there was everything in one place and there was things like breath work and meditation in this place as well. So I signed up before it actually existed and you have to sign up for a year. There's no other option than to sign up for a year. And then when it finally was built and we could go, it was just stunning. Aesthetically so stunning. And this is what got me. This is all the other stuff. I was like, yep, yep, this is amazing. When I got into the changing room, heated floors number one amazing but next to the mirrors and where you get ready the little poof chairs were dyson hair dryers and they have multiple attachments for the dyson hair dryers and get this they had an afro hair attachment they had an afro hair attachment for the hair dryer and that was it i was i was in i was hooked so that was another major investment of mine for the year and i think the memberships range from maybe $149 a week to they go up to maybe almost a thousand if you want to get unlimited treatments and everything. I opted for the $149 a week, which at the time I was like, ooh, this is quite a lot to spend on a membership, especially considering that I have a free gym in my apartment building. There's a gym just downstairs in my apartment building. I'm like, oh, I could just force myself to go back to the gym, but I knew that this experience just sounded like so much more than fitness. It sounded like a holistic approach to health and well-being, which is what is a priority for me, which is really important to me. And it was just, it just felt really aligned for me from from day one. And I just love being there. I've been there for four or five months now. And I finally made my first, actually, I would say I've got two friends. I've got two gym friends now. And that was also another one of the reasons why I joined because I wanted to surround myself with people who had a similar 
prioritization on their health and well-being so there's two girls that I really like and connected there one of the girls we're going to start doing classes and having a day together because you you can have lunch there have treatments there do pools there go to Pilates there so we're going to have a day where we start doing that together because she also works from home and works during the daytime so she has a more flexible schedule and the other thing in terms of connection with people and networking is I love my proximity to men and this is maybe sounds weird but let me explain I am typically surrounded by a lot of feminine energy I want to say about 99% of my friends are either women or gay men and I have one (laughs) one straight man friend so I, I really don't know you know I don't really have a lot of that super masculine energy in my life especially coming from men instead of masculine energy women so I find it really interesting and just to be around that energy and when I'm in the sauna and I go in there and it's like a group of guys and they're all having a little conversation and I'm sitting there I'm just observing and I'm listening to everything because I'm so interested what do they talk about what are their interests what do they do why did they come here (laughs) so I just sit eavesdropping on their conversations sometimes I join in because I'm, I'll be invited to the conversation or I'll have something to chime in but I just find it so I just love it and if you're someone and you have negative experiences in dating or with men or you find yourself saying things like all men are this way or sweeping generalizations for men I think it's very important to surround yourself with examples of of positive men, positive masculine energy. So it's something that I'm consciously making effort to do, not because I have sweeping generalizations of men, but just because I want to broaden my awareness and I want to be around that energy and particularly of men that are interested in growing and bettering themselves. I just I just love that and and I'm learning a lot from them too. I feel like I've I've infiltrated the ranks of the man folk and I love it. (laughs) So that can just be a little secret between me and you, okay? We can't go sharing this information with everyone. I'm sharing that with you because I love and trust you, but we have to to keep this to ourselves. So another reason why I, at the beginning of the year, I was going to a lot of classes in my yoga studio that were run by a male teacher because I'm like, oh, I want to be around your energy. You're a very soulful, connected man and I want to be around you um and learn from you essentially because yeah I can another thing about me is I can sometimes find myself defaulting to masculine energy but not in an empowered way in a bit of a wounded way so I want to see examples of that empowered masculine so I can learn how to embody that for myself so infiltrate the men change your life (laughs) so all of those go under the category of health and well-being fitness it is something that I've spent a lot of money on this year but it is is without a doubt improved my life in so many ways in the way that I show up for myself and now sometimes I'll be just sitting thinking I'm like what did I do in my days or in my evenings before I had these things before I was doing consistent yoga before I was going to Pilates all the time how was I spending that time like what was I actually doing because now I go, I want to say four to five days a week, I'll do Pilates, yoga, Pilates, yoga, Pilates. So four or five days a week, I am working out and I find it easy to do because I am loving what I'm doing. Next, moving into items I have invested in. So number one is my laptop stand for the longest time. And I can't remember, I think either last year or the year before I bought a new MacBook 
and I was just sitting with it on my desk, which to be honest is a wee bit low. And because the desk is a wee bit low, I'm kind of crouching down to look at my laptop. So because I was noticing that I was crouching down to look at my laptop and I was not in the best posture, I was like, oh, you know what would be great if I just use my MacBox and I sit my laptop on top of my MacBook, MacBook, MacBox, <laughs> MacBook box. But it still wasn't entirely the right height, but I'm like, it's fine, it's a wee bit higher. But it wasn't enough. And finally this year I bought a laptop stand which is almost exactly the same color as my laptop. So aesthetically, it makes me very happy. And it's at the perfect height where my eyes are looking where they need to be looking. (laughs) I don't know if my students have noticed a difference as well as with the height of where my camera is, but it's just at a good level for me. And I can't believe it took me so long to buy a laptop stand. And I really recommend if you're having a work from home setup to really prioritize things like that like a really good office chair a really good setup because you spend so much of your day there and also i have the best one of the best things i bought this year it was a ring light but it's actually not technically a ring light because it's not a circle it's more oh here's the asmr here's me tapping it now it's more of a rectangle that lights up and so I was doing a podcast interview. I was guesting on someone's podcast. I was like, you look fucking incredible. How do you look like this right now? And she told me about this square ring light situation that she'd been using. And immediately I looked it up and ordered it. And this, this baby, if you go on my Instagram, if you go on my TikTok and you see the videos that I'm producing versus the ones that are maybe, especially on TikTok, look at the lighting in my pinned videos versus the lighting that I'm showing up with in my consistent day-to-day videos. This thing has changed my life. This this thing has changed my life. Not only that, but it's portable. So you can charge it for a couple of hours and then it goes everywhere with you. So guess who looked hot as fuck at her 30th birthday party with with my light? And at first my friends are laughing at me like, what, you're cracking out this external flash? And I'm like, just wait, just wait. And as soon as they saw the the foes, they were hooked. They were hooked. So it comes out to dinners with me. It comes out to wherever I'm going, it's coming. Because as a black girl who's in her 30s now, I am no longer subscribing to being ashy. I don't want it. I won't do it. It's I've done my dues. Now it's time to look golden and glowing all times of day. So I would used to really not take any photos at night, record any stories at night, do anything at night because I'm like, I'm really just going to look like I'm 1D (laughs) right now. And now I'm in my full 3D glory and I love it. So that little square ring light, it's my baby other things that I've bought for my house I bought a Maison Margiela room diffuser and it's funny because I with my purchases I do spend a lot of time in shopping centers and in department stores specifically I find it quite weirdly I find it quite relaxing if I have time off that's where I want to I don't like hiking, but like walking around in shopping centers and department stores. And anyway, so I'll get in there and I'll be really excited by being around the things. And I want to make sure that I genuinely want something. It's not just the excitement of the moment. So I'll take photos of something and then I'll look at it a couple of days later. And I'm like, do I feel the same way I felt about it when I felt in the store? And so one of those things was a Maison Margiela replica diffuser. And I did feel the same way about it. 
And I asked, I remember asking the woman in the store, I'm like, how long do these things last? And I remember she said a couple of months. It's been nearly six months now and this thing is still going strong. I got, what did I get? I got Jazz Club is the smell that it is. I don't really know how to describe the scent. It smells a little bit man-ish, but in a good way. Anyway, I have that little diffuser reeds in my living room and it smells so good. It smells so good. And even my flatmate, she's like, oh, I love those little things that you have. Um, it smells so good. Okay, so that is the Mason Margiela replica diffuser. I also like the bubble bath one, although I haven't bought that, that yet. And in terms of cost, I think it was around $150. I want to say $150. And I don't remember exactly when I bought it, but I want to say it's lasted me close to six months. So for me, that is definitely a worthwhile investment because my home smells delicious and so good all the time. And lastly, in purchases that I bought in terms of home items, I bought some bedside tables. I've been needing some new bedside tables for a while and it just became one of those things that I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it, I'll get around to it. And I didn't. And now I have two matching bedside tables, a new lamp, and my bedroom feels like a hotel bedroom, which is exactly, exactly how I wanted it to feel. Oh yeah, and I bought some really soft bed sheets and some silk pillowcases. <laughs> okay, I bought a few things, but these are all worthwhile investments. And I think I even spoke about this in the last episode that having curating your environment really contributes to how good you feel. I especially learned this during COVID when I'm like, wow, I'm really spending a lot of time here. And so now my house feels very homey. I walk in the door and I feel excited to be here. I feel calm. I feel safe. And those are all the things that you want to feel in your space. So whether you decide to do a full, oh, I can't think of any home makeover shows right now, but whether you decide to do a full 360, completely change everything, or you decide to build up a few pieces over the year, up to you. Or maybe you decide to do nothing, but I know for me that, that that environment helps me to manifest things and be intentional about what I'm doing because if I'm intentional about my home, my external home, I'm intentional about my internal home too. Oh yeah, so this doesn't really fall under the category of things, really, but it kind of is a thing. So I bought the book High Achiever, which I've spoken about on the podcast before, and then two people messaged me on Instagram to say, I bought this book and it's fucking amazing and it's by Tiffany Jenkins Reed and it details her story as an addict and her time in jail and I really can't say too much more other than if you like Orange is the New Black or a million, the book One Million Little Pieces, A Million Little Pieces, that you will love this book and what I specifically loved about this book was not only that I was so enthralled in the story but it also reminded me how much I love reading things that aren't necessarily personal development, things that are just interesting or fiction books. I got into A Court of Thorns and Roses this year as well. And I read a book about the Holocaust and I love getting lost in these little worlds. It really, it's really special to me. And I love that that book sparked that for me. Final investment for 2023 was my driving lessons and I learned to drive and passed my test at 29 and people are like what you learned how to drive so late but when I was 16 there was so much going on in my life right I had became orphaned at 14 I was living with a family friend I didn't have any of my own money so a 
apart from like 30 pounds EMA, which is like education maintenance allowance. So that's what, like $50 a week was how much money I had. I'm hardly going to spend every last dollar that I have on driving lessons at that time in my life. It just wasn't a priority for me. And then I went to uni in Aberdeen and everything was so easily accessible by public transport. I don't even remember ever getting a taxi or really an Uber anywhere. And... And then I would be walking home from nights out at three in the morning with no jacket. Like that was just normal behavior. (laughs) The things you do when you're in uni, it's crazy. And then I moved to Melbourne. I've always had very good public transport links. I've always lived pretty centrally to the places where I need to be. It's just never been something that I needed to do. And then at the end of last year, I decided that it was something that I wanted to do. Like, I have the money, I have the time, I have the means to be able to do this. Why don't I just do this? Because in my mind, I had this vision of me traveling and, oh, imagine I could rent a car and drive from one place to another place. How cool would that be? I've still never done it, but I have a license. So if I wanted to, I could do that. I could do that. So it's it's kind of healing for my inner child to do all these things now as an adult that I couldn't do as a child, like going on a ski holiday, which I couldn't afford when I was a child, and also had a lot of stuff going on in my life at that time, and I get to do these things now myself and buy myself the things I want, which I love, and it's very healing for me. So my those are my main investments I want to talk to you about, but I also do want to give you some honorable, honorable mentions. The reason that I didn't mention these things straight up, even though these are my biggest areas of spending and they make a considerable impact in my life, is because I've mentioned them on other podcast episodes. Um, I mean, my other podcast episodes in this series of best investments, and I try not to overlap because I want to give you new things every year. So the honorable mentions are coaching and education, this is always my biggest investment, aside from my rent, of course. Every single year is coaching and education. Secondly, investing. So investing into stocks. I obviously am not a financial advisor, so I can't advise you what stocks to pick. But I can say that investing and learning how to invest has given me a lot of sense of security for my future. And it's always good to build multiple income streams and to have income coming from many sources. And so if you want to find out more about some general advice, because I'm not a financial advisor, I don't want to get in trouble, definitely check out my episodes on money, which I will link in the descriptions because I talk about it more there. Finally, also up there with coaching and education is working with a mental health coach. I am a big believer that mental health is not just something to prioritize when you're having a fucking meltdown but it's something that should always be prioritized in your life and making sure that you feel supported and something that I have noticed this year is with my ongoing endometriosis journey it's something that is quite stressful for me it's something that's quite isolating for me because I don't have any friends who experience it certainly to the degree that I experience it. It's something that impacts my life every single day. And yeah, it's, it is hard. It's hard. So working with a mental health coach and discussing that and things going on in my life has been very good for me and is something that I'm really glad that I invested in, that I'm really glad that I invested my time into too. 
so those are what i spent my money on and now here is my predictions so i predict in 2024 i'm going to be investing a lot more in travel usually i spend about three months of the year traveling this year i spent about three weeks which is actually no okay it was four weeks which is still just really nothing for me at all it really and I really noticed it I really noticed myself feeling quite burnt out in the middle of the year and I think in the back of my mind it was because I knew that I'm probably doing another big Euro trip in 2024 and it took a lot out of me last time so I know that I've got to be home for a friend's wedding. I'd also like to go to Tomorrowland again because it's the 20th anniversary. And whenever I'm flying to the UK, it makes literally zero sense for me just to go there for a week or two. And because of the time of the flight being 24 hours and recalibrating your body after all that. So when I go to that side of the world, I want to spend a bit of time over there. So I do predict that I will be spending a considerable amount of money on travel and um yeah so i think i'm thinking another big euro trip next year and then i would love to go to a country that i've never been to before because that was a little thing that came up for me this year it's like oh i've got money to travel where should i go i've been to a lot of places that are immediately close to me so i'm not sure so i did end up just doing a little australia holiday which was only 10 days but was really good i also predict I'm going to be investing more in good footwear I invested in some really nice clothing pieces this year from typically my favorite stores are a little bit more on the expensive side just because I find it a bit of a challenge to find stuff that fits me sometimes with my proportions which is such like oh I'm blessed with a big ass and I find it so hard to find clothes that fit per me wow what hard problems have but it is genuinely a bit of a struggle sometimes to find clothes that fit me well due to my proportions so I don't mind spending a bit of money on things that I'm gonna love and are gonna last and recently with footwear I feel like I'm having that same experience one of my feet is slightly bigger than the other I have flat feet I've started walking more so I do want to just buy some buy some new kicks you know and finally, I think I'm going to invest more in unique experiences. So I mentioned that Tomorrowland is something that I want to go to and just try new things, right? They say your 30s is your second 20s, so we'll see all about that. Lastly, my advice to you when it comes to investing is my number one investment outside of the things I need to like, okay, I've got bills to pay and I've got rent to pay. Outside of that, my number one investment is always into myself and with coaching with education with investing in my health classes even in the laptop sound right all these things are like how can i make my life better how can i make my life easier and i think those are really great questions to ask yourself when you're investing in things and making sure that you're not making erratic buys but that this is something that is going to contribute to your life in a significant way and it's also important to have a knowledge and a knowing of what your priorities are because as I mentioned with my my fitness classes I do spend a significant amount of money in that and my friends who don't have as much as a priority or a focus on their health and well-being they don't spend as much money on that and that seems like a big expense to them but to me it doesn't seem like an expense it seems like an investment because I know how I feel on the other side of that 
And I saw this TikTok video the other day and he was talking about being a gym bro and how people are like, oh, wow, you must really love working out or staying fit. And he's like, no, I am unwell in the mind and this helps me to to feel better. And it's the same for me. I'm someone who experiences anxiety. I'm someone who experiences chronic pain. So doing these things that help me feel at home in my body, I really can't well, I mean, I did did put a price on it, but it's it's really important to me and I don't really care how much money I'm spending on it if it's going to make me feel better. And I know not everyone has the luxury of thinking, well, money isn't an issue when it comes to these things, but if you can, don't skimp on it just because of what other people's opinions are going to be. You know, you have to know what your priorities are and where you want to direct your attention, your time, and your money. And I touched on this in high maintenance manifestation habits that are actually worth your time as well, that that episode. But you really have to know what your priorities are in order to make investments that are going to align with them. Oh my God, I just realized I did another episode that was titled, Are Your Investments Aligned With Your Goals? So it's something that I've been talking about a lot this year because um because I've been investing a lot of money this year and I've been seeing the results of that and sometimes with some things and some investments you have to play the long game you're not immediately going to see the results of that and you're not immediately going to see your progress but you have to be committed to the priority committed to the vision in order to see those long-term results so my love that is it for this week's episode I'm going to have all the links to everything that I have mentioned in the show notes and as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode what better way to get your priorities in alignment for the rest of the year and the next best year of your life and grabbing your discounted membership for either six months or 12 months today for the Becoming Her Collective. You can find out all the details about that as well as everything I've mentioned in the episode by heading to link in the show notes. So here's to investing in the vibes in 2024 and beyond. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 